Hey, Room 303 listeners. Are you looking for a way to make every game day exciting, even when your favorite team isn't suiting up? Then Thrive Fantasy is the destination you're looking for. A one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have options for NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports. Guess what? They even take all the research out of it for you by only asking about top-tier athletes in their respective sports. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over-under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is, baby. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Build your lineup daily and earn all that moolah. For NFL, choose 10 out of 20 player prop options. NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options. With PGA having new contests each match day, Thursday, Friday, and so on. Still on the fence? Well, here's the nudge you need. Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. I'll repeat that. Promo code ROOM303. A $20 bonus. Thrive has awarded over $1.3 million in prizes since launch in 2018. What are you waiting for? To be up 28 to 3? Download Thrive Fantasy now and prop up today. Not all states qualify. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan, and we are live on episode 62. How are you doing today, Nick? Don't you say 303 a lot? I do. That's I even paused when I said 30. I said 30 and I paused. Like, that's not right. That doesn't sound right. No, I'm 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 really excited for this for this episode sixty two. We got a lot to talk about, uh, a lot a lot of good stuff uh, going with the uh, with the MLB. We'll give you a little bit of way too early uh, room three hundred three props. Uh, talk about some NHL stuff. How awful the Buffalo Sabers are. Uh, talk about the Champions League and how uh, the uh, if if we would have had this. Uh, podcast a day earlier we would have been uh talking about a the uh active super league we're now talking about the now defunct european super league uh it's been a bad few days for them uh and we'll talk about uh we'll talk about obviously the jake paul ben Askren fight and uh ben Askren owns ben Askren owns two of the the most embarrassing knockouts in history i'd say did i send you that meme or did you, you send pro- me that meme I one of us sent that meme to each other. I'm sure. <laughs> Hysterical, bro. <laughs> but that, but that, that's true, right? Yeah, you got the quick, fastest knockout UFC history, and then he threw the fight. Or I guess we're going into combat sports. Uh, he threw the fight against Paul. Yeah, yeah. It was obvious. It was blatant. It was it was fraudulent charges. Somebody would say. I, I I don't I don't I, I'm not a professional fighter and I I don't put myself out to be, um, but I I've I've been in a couple of of scraps before, and if and and if I lost that scrap, I don't walk back into the bar all smiles. <laughs> I don't I I don't walk in like yeah, just got my ass kicked. Cool. I that but. But maybe maybe that's not, you know. Dude got maybe up, I, not a scratch. Pearly whites still glimmering. 
little twinkle in his eye. That's what a million dollars does to a man. I, I, I tell you what. Yeah, I tell you what. His forty, a forty-year-old father with a bad back, a former MMA fighter who's who has a pennant for getting knocked out, and he just he got the he he has, he absconded with the bag. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you what, Nick. If you ever need me to take a dive, I'm willing to do it for a million dollars. I got you, buddy. If I'll I can, make it look way more realistic. If I can get like 50k of that, though, for you. Now, now the question is, who like so so Jake Paul is kind of is gathering this this uh, reputation now. Um, he's kind of moving from the YouTube star to people hate him to people keep giving him more money. Now he's you know three and zero in his first three fights. Knocks out Nate Robinson. Uh, they basically said, "Hey, hey, he needs he needs to fight." He, he had his first fight against another YouTuber. They said, "Okay, he needs to fight an athlete." He fought Nate Robinson. They're like, "Oh no, he needs to fight a fighter." So he fights old, washed up Ben Askren. Do you think that they give him kind of a, a you know, a, a medium fish now? Maybe not somebody that's in the UFC, but but somebody that's. Uh, that's that's a little bit better to see if he. I, I mean, what's what's the end goal for this? Do you think? I mean, the end goal for him is to get paid. No, and I, that's the end goal for anybody that fights Jake Paul, and 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 when Conor McGregor fights him, it'll it'll be a huge payday. I'm yeah, not saying it, he's gonna. I'm not saying he's gonna fight him in the next year or, or two, but he when this fight happens, it, it'll be long overdue. We should get this fight right now, but we're not going to. When Connor loses to the diamond and retires from the UFC, having Five years lost from the trilogy, having lost the trilogy, don't be surprised if we're seeing Connor McGregor fight Logan Paul next year. Jake Paul. Who fucking cares? They're both worthless. I, I haven't watched a single second of this. I've watched a few highlights and clips of I, actually I didn't watch the Nate Robinson clip. I didn't watch. Who did he fight after Nate Robinson? Did he fight someone else? No, Nate Robinson was his second fight. Oh, so he's but he's three and zero, right? Yeah, yeah. So he picked uh, MMA pro. I mean, he was a amateur wrestler who's yeah. who's not a very good striker in the MMA. Who no. got no, who got knocked out and retired in his very brief and fleeting UFC career. I, do personally, I want to see him fight Nate Diaz. Yeah, dude. I mean, you you you, you kind of have to give him like that old like give him a striker now. Just just give him a goat and let's just see it. Let's and if yeah. he knocks out Nate, give him Ronda Rousey. Oh, that's interesting. Amanda <laughs> Nunes. Amanda Nunes. Amanda. Amanda. I, dude, I said Ronda Rousey because I don't want the poor boy to die. So here, but here's here's what I will say, right? I've seen a few training videos, I guess, that he posted. It looks like he knows what he's doing in the boxing ring, as far as like throwing punches, his footwork, like getting power behind punches. So whatever, if people want to keep paying their money to watch this guy, go ahead. I mean, dudes around the sport of boxing have have been have said that he takes it seriously and that he is. You know, taking his training very seriously and and has the marks of being a good amateur fighter right now. 
Well, that's good. Look, so, he's one of the most exciting things to happen in boxing in a very long time. And it's kind of it's kind of a far cry for how far boxing has come, which is kind of sad in itself. But hey, he's putting eyes on the sport, whether it be for for a lot of the wrong reasons. Whatever. People are watching. People are spending money on boxing again. And you can't really have said that uh very long ago. But with that and being he's said, a heel. Yeah, everyone wa- every- so that's the best part. Everyone keeps paying their money. I haven't spent a single dime to watch this. No. But everyone keeps paying their what money is Triller? to watch him lose. And until he loses I'll be back in a sec. Hold on. People are gonna keep keep buying. So you know, I think that's enough with this Paul shenanigans. What we failed to do when we opened up the podcast because we got sucked right into that to that fight. Uh, similar to Ben Askren getting sucked into a million dollars and throwing it. The trivia question, ladies and gentlemen, what you've been waiting for for the first seven or so minutes of this podcast. So I read the CSPN article the other day, and it detailed every quarterback who's made the NFL since 1966, right, which is the common uh, merger era. And so those Super Bowl era, if you will. Nah, I won't. I don't. That's not not my will. Which states have not produced an NFL quarterback? But, you know, we always give you the answer at the end of the podcast, so stay tuned. We're going to move right into the NBA. There's just some quick, brief hints of news. Uh, The season's getting ready to wrap up. I think there's about three more weeks, uh, maybe four more weeks. It's the middle of May when it ends. I think it's May 14th-ish. Um, playoff picture starting to round into some semblance of form. The 7 through 10 playoff game is really going to make it super interesting. So the way it works is 7 and 8 play each other. Winner of that game becomes the 7 seed. Loser of that game plays the winner of the 9-10 matchup. And then the the winner of the <laughs> the loser of the first matchup and the winner of the second matchup gets the eighth seed. So you can jump potentially from 10 to eight. Um, free agency has dates been announced. It's going to begin August 2nd. Signings official August 6th. So right around my birthday, the NBA is going to get super crazy. So um, early last year, we lost Kobe Bryant, RIP the legend. R.I.P. Michael Jordan is set to induct him into the Basketball Hall of Fame. He was supposed to get into the Basketball Hall of Fame last year, but it was canceled due to COVID, much like everyone's life. You know, we all had a bad few days. So Michael Jordan will be doing the induction speech. I honestly can't think of anyone better to do it. Maybe Shaq, but I think Jordan is a great pick. And speaking of Kobe, Vanessa Bryant... And the Kobe Bryant estate have elected not to renew their partnership with Nike as of April 13th, I believe. That's yeah, pretty interesting. Is it, you think that's because that it's because they have somebody else that's going to make this year, or they just want to retire the Kobe's? So when Kobe first passed Nike, I don't know if it was at the behest of Vanessa, but Nike actually decided to stop producing, stop releasing Kobe Bryant's shoes as scheduled. He had a lot coming out. Like they were doing a whole proto line, which was the retros of his first, like, uh, 
you know, I think they were on Proto 5, Proto 6 around, around the time of his death. So they paused it. And now that this contract's over, I actually believe that Vanessa has a grandmaster plan where she's trying to create a brand on par with Jordan. You know, Jordan brand is synonymous. Some people have never even seen Michael Jordan play. Some people might not even know Michael Jordan was a terrific basketball player. They just know that Jordan brand produces sneakers and clothes and athletic gear, and they wear it because it's the hotness. That's that's crazy to think of what you just said. That some people just know it as like a Nike Under Armour Puma. Like some people just know it as Jordan, and they don't know like Michael Jordan. Yeah, I, I never thought I never thought of that because Michael Jordan is such a like a prevalent athlete in my mind. Yeah, and it, it just goes That's to bonkers, I think we dude. I think we just dated ourselves a little bit. That's bonkers. <laughs> that someone's like, if I'm if I'm ever talking to someone in the sports business world or the sports world, and they're like, "Wait, Jordan is named after someone?" It's going to be very hard. I'm going to have to hold back the like the slap hand. <laughs> You're going to lose your job. I'll be like, "Get out of my office." <laughs> so I do think that she's per- pursuing a route like that, and it. It's probably going to be called something like Mamba. You know, they love saying Mamba all the time. So I I would be shocked if they're not pursuing something like that. If that's not already in the works, I'd be even more shocked. Um, so essentially, when they do announce it, I'll be the first one who's like, oh, okay, duh. Yeah, you called it. You, you heard it here first on Room 303, folks, that the the Mamba brand is is going to start. So, Vanessa, you're welcome for the idea. <laughs> so did you hear that the the yankees are in sole possession of the worst record in the nl yeah it's pretty uh, when was a- the al 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 sorry when was the last time the yankees had the were in sole possession of the worst record in the al take a guess Ooh, 79 Okay, that's the real, 98. April 4th, 1998 was the last time that they had the worst record in the AL. They also have their worst start since 1997. Now, being the astute baseball fan that you are, Jermaine. Yeah, I was about to can say you, that. Can you tell me what happened to the Yankees in the 1997 and 1998 seasons? I was literally about to cut you off. I was like, wait, didn't they win the title in 98? Yeah, that's why I was just like, no, I can't. That's why I went so far back. They were good in the late nineties. Yeah, so so this so this is really funny. Everybody's making it. Everybody, you know, everybody loves to say the Yankees. I think the Yankees are like five and eleven right now, maybe five and ten with their start. Everybody loves to be like, oh, the Yankees are five and ten. So I looked it up. The worst start since 1997. 1997, they were eliminated in the ALDS by the eventual World Series champion Cleveland Indians. In 1998. They won the 1998 World Series. Do you want to know who they won the 1998 World Series over? Yes. The San Diego Padres. Oh, Tony Gwen. So he always gets a hit. Gwen. Wait, 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 wait. You just said they lost to 97 to the eventual World Series champions, Cleveland Indians? Yep. No, the, the Indians didn't win in there. They did. They have they a nine, they have oh, sorry, a dry the, spell of like sixty something years. Sorry, they lost to the AL pennant winning. You're right, Cleveland Indians who lost to the Florida Marlins. You're right, my fault. 
That was the Nick talks out of his ass, but it's been corrected. Oof. I was, dude, I was like, my mind's broken. All these things I knew about the Indians. I was like, 64 years, my ass. <laughs> but because, because we like, we like history repeating itself on this podcast, I'm going to submit a way too early room 303 prop that hasn't been posted on Bavada yet, but it's Ooh, Yankees Padres. Bring back five dimes. <laughs> Yankees Padres World Series matchup. You're betting Yankees Padres. Yankees, That's not Yankees that Padres. outlandish. That is not it's that not outlandish. That, it's not that outlandish. I'm, listen, What's I'm that? sorry to, I'm, oh, that I'm sorry to piss yet. people off. <laughs> I'm sorry to piss people off in the in the baseball realm, but it's not really that crazy. It's super doable. Five, five and eleven in a hundred and sixty-two game season. We're not even remember we had this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's what I love is people love to look at like like. People love to look at baseball through the lens of, you know, football, 16 weeks, or even basketball or even basketball or hockey. They like to look at it and say, oh, well, a team could completely change its fortunes. Even even if a team is 500 at the All-Star break, they could completely change their fortunes. It comes down to one month and that's or two months really in baseball, and that's August and September. Yeah. If you I mean, play well in August and September, you can pretty much do anything you want yeah the brewers did it the other when they were red hot when yelich won mvp that year right i think so anyways they did it when yelich was red hot i think he hit for like the triple crown or some shenanigans like that i hated him because that was the year the hobby bias was killing it but hobby didn't win yeah so right now the uh, there's no matchup props on Bovada, like I said, but I did bet the other day Yankees plus six fifty World Series champs. You put a little pizza money on that. Little pizza money. Little pizza money. Yeah, that's not just a bad bet. It's five and eleven. The fact that this is a story money. is insane. All right, so here's what we need to do. Let's find player props for how many Cubs players are traded at the trade. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Bovada has that because it's a shitty gambling website. But five dimes, five dimes definitely would have had it. With the arms of an angel, <laughs> it's not you even. raise me up. <laughs> God, I missed five dimes. <laughs> why did that dude have to get executed? <laughs> he was running such a great business model. You're telling me a dude that runs an offshore book, offshore gambling account worth. Hundreds of millions of dollars just gets executed in the streets at a that, traffic light. Is that what happened with five times? Yeah, dude. Their owner, their owner got got. Yeah, the the dude that created it, the dude that created it, got into a bunch of tax uh, tax issues in America. So he left. He left to Costa Rica. I think it was Costa Rica, some Latin American country. Left to Costa Rica. It is and Costa kept, Rica. And kept running five times out of Costa Rica, and then got blapped at a stoplight. Bro, how is this the first I how is this the first you are telling know. me this story? I don't know. This is this this is why so when he when he got blapped, his 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 wife started the process to move it to a legal US sports book. And that's why they closed down because they had to basically like pay whatever sixteen million dollars or something. Yeah. No way. Yeah. How have you never told me this? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think about homie. I would have went to his funeral, bro. What are you doing? I think think about that once a week. 
like how the five guys guy or five dimes guy got blapped at a stoplight in Costa Rica. Well, we know the name of this episode. <laughs> five dimes got blapped, bro. <laughs> five dimes got blapped. I don't even know how to spell blapped, but I'll figure it out, bro. <laughs> B-L-A-P-P-E-D. Excuse me. Country of origin. Blapped. Blapped. Country of origin. Is there is there a T in there? B L A P P T E D. I don't even know if that works for you know spelling and blapped. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Maybe it is a T instead of an E D. Yeah. Double P T. <laughs> Double P T. I think blapped. Blapped. All right, dude. That's how we're spelling. Oh my goodness. I am. I am irate with you right now. How long have I you don't known know. this? How long have you known this? Like for a while. I need I, think, I need I, months. I, Be one of those mothers who tells you the months I, of their child. I hold on. I I think that he's been dead for like a while. Wow. That was that was such a great answer. I feel I feel filled in. Be one of those mothers who tells you like 18 months. Those obnoxious mothers who refuse to say one. Like your oh, child yeah. is one. Shut up. Yeah, my child is fifteen months old. Uh, he got oh, Jesus. He got he got blapped in uh, twenty sixteen. Or sorry, twenty nineteen. September sixteenth, twenty nineteen. Well, that was before we were still using five dimes after that. Yeah. Damn. That's crazy. Still a crazy story. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Anyways, back to baseball. The Cubs are hitting an all-time low. They're not. Well, the the thing is, they're not hitting. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I wasn't talking about hitting. I meant like hitting. You know, the other. <laughs> oh, two one ninety-two. That's yeah. their that's their average right now. Yeah, it's not very good. It's like we have nine Chris Davises in our lineup. I don't know if you guys have followed baseball very much stats wise, but 192 is not very good. Yeah, it's nine Chris Dave. I can hit 192. <laughs> There's no way you can hit 192. <laughs> if I have every at bat for the Cubs, I can hit 192, bro. Easy. There's no way you can hit 192. Easy, bro. Are you kidding me? I will put I will put all my life savings on the fact that you could not hit 192. I will give you I will you better give you take five, care of me after I get hit I'll, by pitch. I will give you 550 at bats. I'll give you a full like like ML like a good MLB like lineup spot. 550. There's no way you hit 192. Easy money, dog. I get a year of prep work, right? Do I have to do this, this in the majors or can I do it in single A? No, fuck no, you can't do it in single A. <laughs> no, you have to do this in the majors. 192, easy. That's free oh. money. Free money. Oh my God. Take the over. I'm hitting at least 212. There's no, <laughs> no way. <laughs> All right, back to player props. Who do you think is getting traded? Anthony Rizzo is gone, right? Yeah, Rizzo, Rizzo and Bryant have to be gone at some point. Rizzo, Bryant, I think you keep hobbing. Yeah, I, I think I think he's he'll be there for a little bit. You fire David Ross. 
Yeah, David Ross is. When did he's been manager for what? Two years. This will be his second season, I believe. I think you. I think you give him another. I think they're going to give him another season. They can't hit a fucking fastball. <laughs> they can't hit a fucking fastball, bro. It, we're hitting. We're hitting one seventy two. One seventy two. One ninety two. No, against fastballs, we're hitting one seventy two. This is what you have to be hitting. Like that means you have to be hitting like two ten on breaking pitches. It's unreal. Pitchers, pitchers are like, yeah, the Cubs are the easiest team to pitch against. You just pitch once inside, pitch once outside, and they're out. They throw them two pitches and they're out. That's how bad they are. It's unfucking. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm just rings them up after two pitches. It's unreal, bro. This we have most of the core intact from the the World Series win. Yeah. Unfucking real, dude. So yeah, that, I, just trade, start over. Fuck it. Even even I, the new guys are hitting. They're hitting the same way as the Cubs. It's got to be the the hitting coach. Yeah, hey, I mean, hey, Hayward. If he didn't have such a crazy contract, would probably be gone too. Oh yeah, he's still on that contract, huh? How much? Lo- how much longer is that twelve-year contract for? <laughs> probably twelve more years. <laughs> yeah, dude, it feels like he's been around for just sucking butt forever. So uh, Carlos Ron- Ro- Rodon, Rodon, Carlos Rodon, yep, hit hit a no-no, <laughs> almost a perfect game. Wait, no, it wouldn't almost be a-, a perfect game. It was a perfect game. Perfect game is yep. no runners reach base. Nobody reaches base, yes. In any, in any form or facet. Walk, hit by pitch, or base hit, obviously. Right. Is there... What do they call 21 strikeouts? A perfect, perfect game. Is that really what they call it? No. Is it, it's never happened in the majors? I, I don't... I, I cannot say definitively yes, but it, I'm 99% sure it has never happened. Yeah, statistically speaking, it's probably never. <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous. I was just 27, curious. I was just 27 outs by strikeouts. I mean, if you face the Cubs, you could do it. Well, no, it, ha- it, no, it hasn't. It hasn't. I can say definitively no because the strikeout record is 20. Pussies. Carrie Wood, your boy Carrie Wood, sent the uh, single-game strikeout record. Oh, back when we were good. No, not back when you were <laughs> not back when we were <laughs> this is this is late nineties Cubs. This is not good Cubs. It's so funny. I'm coming off like the we've won a World Series in the last five, and I'm over here just boohooing up a storm. Yeah. I just want them to trade them. I I want people to stop thinking the Cubs are gonna be good. I warned you coming into the season, the Cubs were not gonna be good. I warned people, you. I follow them and you were like, they're gonna win the division. I bet you regret that now. Now nah, they're still going to win the division. Uh, it's so, sad because yeah, so we're six and nine, and I'm so doing all this pitching. You literally, yeah, you literally just said that. You literally just used it to justify the Yan- my Yankees World Series bet as a good bet, and now you're like, Cubs suck. We're six and nine. We're going to lose everything. No, no, but one ninety two is. They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. It's just first month jitters. Everyone is <laughs> first month jitters. Get the fuck out of here. Anyways, so 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 Carlos Rodon. No, no, he had it. He hit a guy in the ninth inning. Is the only base runner allowed. Uh, I played with this kid. I played with this kid at NC State. Well, this kid played with me at NC State. So Rodon, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about the kid who ended it, but with the HBP. No, <laughs> no, I no 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 Carlos Rodon. So it hit his foot. 
It hit his yeah. foot. I was so mad when I read that because I was obviously I didn't watch this game because uh, I don't like the White Sox. I refuse to watch the White Sox. Um, get out of the way, you jackass! I mean, he broke up a he broke up a perfect game. That's that's really all you can ask for him. I hate I hate that kid now. I'm gonna go Google his name and send him a disparaging letter. Be like, there you go, an angry, a strongly worded letter. Be like, dear Darla, I hate your stinking guts. Uh, and then our final bit of of MLB news: Shane Bieber, the reigning AL Cy Young champ, is doing a great, great, great job defending his award. He tied Nolan Ryan's strikeout record in the first four four games of an MLB season. Um, would you like to guess how many strikeouts that is, Jermaine? Well, Shane Bieber's good for 17 and a half a game, so that puts him at carry the eight, 60, 70, 70 you keep over You keep overshooting these trivia questions to where my answer just doesn't seem cool anymore. No, it's 48 strikeouts in the first four games. Good God. 12 a game. Which he's, which he's averaging 12 four strikeouts innings, a game. Four innings. Yeah. Just sit down. Don't even bother yeah. getting up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how. Yeah. So, like, when people don't understand strikeouts, when I'm talking to them, like, if I if I just see it in their eyes, like they don't appreciate what I'm telling them, I'm like, <laughs> like no, he struck out four innings worth, of four innings <laughs> worth of batters, bro. Like that, that didn't is- even get to, that didn't even hit the ball in play. <laughs> he said, "Sit down, young man. Take four notes. four innings of perfect guys that are literally paid millions of dollars to hit a ball who did not hit a ball." He was like, hey, go use that Microsoft Surface and take notes. <laughs> yeah, that's so that's that's crazy. I I I am, you know, I'm a little biased because I have a player prop on him to win Cy Young again. He's also so a I keep, terrific I, pitcher. Uh, yeah. Uh so I hope he keeps killing killing it on the Cleveland Indians, who he is pretty much the only shining star left. Well, well how many how many how many weeks until Shane Bieber's traded? <laughs> Him and Ramirez are next. Yeah. Ramirez is so good, and he's just sitting on that team. Like, they're just pitching around him now. Because, like, who else is hitting on that team? What's the Indians' record right now? They're probably pretty good. (laughs) They always are. That's what makes me so bad. We're always like, the Indians stink. And then they're right there battling for the division crown. They lose lose Lindor, and they're just like, okay. We still play in the Central, though. Uh, They're 8-8 right now. That's... Better than uh, what was it? Five and eleven. Listen, l- listen to this. All right, I, I just, I just want to give this. I, I just want everyone to know that we're about fifteen games in on average. Probably, probably more. Probably closer to twenty. Here are your division. Here are your division leaders: AL East, Boston Red Sox; AL Central, Kansas City Royals; AL West, Seattle Mariners. No fucking way! You just made all that up. Seattle Mariners. You said Red Sox, Royals, Mariners <laughs> are the division leaders. They're yeah. gonna; those are top ten draft picks at the end of the season. <laughs> Come find me; I'm willing to bet somebody money on that. Here's here's what I'm, I'm going to blow your mind even further: the top four teams in the AL East: Boston, Tampa Bay, Baltimore, Toronto. Why is that blunt? Well, Boston, Tampa Bay, Baltimore, Toronto. Yeah. Why is that Baltimore is playing because Baltimore is playing near 500 baseball. No. And if you were to listen to no, the no, room no. 303 win totals, we bet the over on Baltimore. The Orioles. Smart. 
the Orioles. Yeah, we also have Cubs winning the division. They're winning the division. The Reds are uh, winning and, the division. In the National League, the East, the Mets, uh, the Central, the Reds, and, of course, the West is the uh, Dodgers. Gross. <laughs> the Rockies coming in strong, 5-12. and 12. That's right, folks. The Rockies have the worst record in baseball. Based on our Yankees logic, you should go ahead and put a bet on their World Series odds. Best on based on my uh, Yankees logic, I should put a bet on the Rockies to lose 100 games this year. So we have about 1,768 more games to go in baseball, and that just exactly happens to be the number of games Patrick Marlowe has played in the NHL now. Craziness. He was drafted in 1997. He's 41 years old, and he just passed Gordy Howe for the most games played ever. He was drafted in 97? 1997. Think about that. When the Yankees lost to the Indians. When the Yankees lost to the Indians. (laughs) Yeah. That's a callback. That's professional podcasting right there. Holy cow. Patrick Marlowe, take a seat, young man. (laughs) He has no teeth. Well, yeah, he's lost them all because he's 97 years old. You, you can't expect to have teeth when, you're, when you've been – I mean, like, think of the eras in hockey that he's played through. He had to play three years in the late 90s. He had to play, you know, he had to play the early 2000s. I mean – He saw the Red Wings, the Devils, the Blackhawks, the Kings. Like, he saw dynasty abs. after dynasty after – oh, yeah, I guess we can mention the Avs. Yeah, and then he had to play against like the Bruins, the, the like the Penguins, the Blackhawks. Good lord! I feel like this man is like the timekeeper, where he's like, "Oh yes, yes, the Vegas Knights are good now, but this too will pass." You know, you know the uh, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah, the six degrees of Patrick Marlowe. Yeah, that you could connect every NHL hockey player past and present to each other based on Patrick Marlowe. That's crazy. Uh, So a fun fact, speaking or switching from teams that are really or things that are really good to things that are really bad. So this stat at the beginning of the week was the Buffalo Sabres had 29 points through, through 43 games. At that time, Seven teams had acquired 60 points over the same time. They had basically lapped the Sabres. I've updated it. The Sabres have 31 points through 46 games, Jermaine. Seven teams out of the 32 in the National Hockey League. Carolina, Florida, Tampa Bay, Washington, the New York Islanders, the Golden Knights, and the Avs have all acquired double 62 the amount of points that the Sabres have. The proverbial who's who in the zoo for the Stanley yeah. Cup betting. Yeah. So you add up their point totals in how many games? Oh, since? The same amount of games. The same amount of games. So the Sabres have, paid, have played 46 games this year. Okay. They have 31 points in the same number of games. The Hurricanes, the Panthers, the Lightning, the Capitals, the Islanders, the Knights, and the Avs have doubled their points. So have you, effectively you, lapped them. You add up their last forty, the last forty-six games of those teams. No, that was that's like this year. I'm not understanding. This year, this it. season, in the forty-six games that have been played this season by the Buffalo Sabers, this year. 
They've played 46 games this year. Oh, so those seven teams all have 62 points. Yes. Or they've more. they've they've effectively lapped the Buffalo Sabres. Jesus Christ. <laughs> In the same amount of games, that's embarrassing. In the same amount of games. <laughs> oh my god. My brain just did not work on what you were trying to tell me there. Yeah, the Sabres I, I was just, just like awful. you that's... add up those seven teams and they got 62 points. <laughs> I'm basically like, just trying to tell you that the Sabres are awful. Yeah, that there's seven teams twice as good as them. Seven. Yeah. Seven. Seven. Of the seven. What is it? Thirty-two in hockey. Thirty-two. Yeah, and and there's and and there's three or four that are very close to d- doubling, or within a point or two of doubling. Basically, are, are a win, a win, a win, and a Sabres loss away from doubling their point total. Mm. So it could be ten, is what you're saying. Could be ten. Yeah. Oh my god. A third of the league. A third of the league has lapped the <laughs> Buffalo Sabres. And they traded away <laughs> Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall. So yeah. uh, yikes. Yeah, it's a little hockey. Do they do they do a lottery? Uh I don't think hockey is a lottery. Oh, okay. So they got the number one. <laughs> so they are right, at least they got yeah, the they, one. Yeah, they yeah, they got it on lock. Oh man! You imagine if they did a lottery and they ended up with like the fourth pick. <laughs> oh, they do. They they do a lottery. I I thought so, dude. I knew it. Oh my god! Here's to hoping they get. They don't even get top five. Oh my god, that would be terrible. It'd be great. It'd be hilarious though. I'd I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. Let's move into the main topic of the show, right? This is what we alluded to at the beginning. RIP uh, Super League, founded April 18th, 2021. Uh, disbanded, defunct, disp- disowned, burned, buried, thrown out back on April 20th, 2021. So like, like, I said, like I said at the beginning, if we would have done the show a day earlier, it would have been a whole different conversation. Like, what do we expect from the Super League? Is there going to be a lot of fallout from missing the, you know, the players that compete? UEFA came out and said the players that compete in this midweek Super League uh, will not be able to compete in the Euros or the World Cup. Uh, they said the teams that uh, sign on with this Super League are banned from the Champions League. Right now, the Champions League, is, as we'll get to in a second, is... is down to the final four. Um, but a day late, literally 24 hours later, when we recorded the podcast, it is now dead. It's it's this. So that basically it was, it, to, to give you guys background on it, it was a 12-team uh, midweek league of Europeans best. I'm using quotes because my team wasn't included. Uh, Europeans Rightfully best. Rightfully so. Europeans best clubs which okay best is I'm also using best because Arsenal and Tottenham made the made the cut uh the 12 teams were uh, AC Milan Arsenal Atletico Chelsea Barca uh Inter Milan Juventus Liverpool Man City Man United Real Madrid and Tottenham um as as an astute listener would and, and soccer fan would uh, note there are no French teams in it and there are no German teams in it. Apparently Dortmund and Bayern were offered a proposal uh, for the Super League and they were given 14 days to respond. 
or they were given 30 days to respond, and PSG, the uh, French club, was given uh, 14 days to respond to this. Uh, apparently, all three of them said, hell no, to the Super League. So... That that is the that is the origins. That's the origins of the Super League, because they know they would have got smacked. That's why they said. That. <laughs> so these so this news comes out like Jermaine said on the 18th. There are there are literal riots <laughs> at at most of at most of London's soccer soccer stadiums. Yikes! <laughs> the fans basically are saying. Uh, you know, you're stealing from the poor to get the rich get richer. You're stealing from the poor. I mean, you whoever is UEFA's whoever is UEFA's uh, PR guy, give that man a raise because he got he got UEFA's president on uh, on camera for him to say the which will be an infamous line at some point in the future to say the infamous line. Well, we know who the snakes are now. Yeah, UEFA. It's easy. It's to you. It's you. You're the snake. It's you. It's literally every year there's a corruption scandal and somebody gets slapped behind bars because of you. And these clubs that bring in all the money, the top dollars, because they have the large fan bases, are fed up with you. That is why 12 teams willingly wanted to leave your current established system. Sorry, I couldn't. You, I, you know how I feel about UEFA and FIFA. You can't bring yeah. them up without me just yelling at yeah. people. It is. I mean, but it, it, it is pretty funny to to uh, basically basically it, like like I said, UEFA was going to ban the players that competed in the Super League from the Euros and from the World Cup. Uh, they were going to kick out the three remaining teams uh, of Real, Chelsea, and Man City. They were going to kick them out of the Champions League. We were going to see what that looks like. I'm not a smart man, but if you kick three of the four teams out, that means that the remaining team becomes... Hell yeah, PSG. Let's get <laughs> yeah. it, bro. Wouldn't that be so funny? PSG beats Bayern and, and, and starts their trick back, and they get awarded a, a, a budget champion. So here's here how funny, how funny it would be. PSG has never won a two-leg semis, right? Or a two-leg quarters to make it to the semis. This was the first time they did it, and they almost didn't do it. <laughs> almost. And so... If they finally did that and then they didn't even win the trophy, they were just handed the trophy because they booted the other piece. So that'd be two years. The furthest they've ever gone were on two like extenuating circumstances. Dude, Paris Paris would light on fire if they just canceled the Champions League. Oh my god. So if they were just thing- like, oh, we don't have enough <laughs> we, we don't have enough people. So one thing that the Champions League person did say, I don't remember his name, but the, the president of the Champions League, he said, no, we won't be booting him out of this year. Oh, okay. So he did come out and say that because I think that was speculation and everyone's just like, holy crap, are we just booting three of the four teams? I mean, it's pretty much an indictment on your system if three of the 12 teams that were already leaving are in the Champions League final. And the fourth one that turned down the opportunity was still invited. Yeah. Uh, so that that's that's kind of the, that's the background to it. Since then, obviously, the riots, 
the huge backlash. The UEFA basically saying that they're going to be kicked out of the Champions League or they won't be allowed to compete in the Champions League. Um, and now the Premier League six, the, the six teams from the Premier League have dropped out uh, along with uh, Inter and AC Milan have both uh, have both withdrawn their candidacy for the Super League. And it's expected that uh, Atletico, Barca, and Real will will withdraw within the next uh, <laughs> the next couple of days. Just hang on, just 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 hang on as the final the final bastions. Like three, there's four teams remaining. That'd be one yeah. sad Super League. Yeah. Um, so with this has brought a rash of uh, executives stepping down. Ed Ed Woodard. Is gone at uh, Man U. Good riddance. And, uh, and Andre Agnelli uh, stepped down at Juventus. I, I don't like. I, I, I don't really see why they're stepping down, but it's because seventy nine percent of soccer fans oppose this move. <laughs> yeah, did you guys not do any polling before this? Like, that's what I that's, was asking. That's, that's why you should step down. Is like, listen, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not this, you know, sports genius, but like. Just like go, like literally go outside. Like when you're having a match at Old Trafford, just go in the stands and be like, "Hey, what what would you think if we created a super league?" And if people are like, "No," then you're like, "Hmm." So I asked a hundred people, and seventy nine of them said no. We're still gonna do it, bro. That's when I saw seventy nine percent. I was just like, they are surrounded by soccer fans. All day long. Who did they talk to? Did they find the twenty one percent to say yes? I, maybe they found like the one borough in London that was like super about a European Super League. The one bar where the one bar where the like, guys were like, "Man, nah, I guess." Like the one guy convinced everybody else in the bar that it was a good idea. Yeah, it's it was like Leeds Town, Leeds Town <laughs> Division Three. <laughs> That's what it was. Oh my goodness! Well, let's let's cover you know the the Champions League uh, set our semifinals matchups uh, at the end of uh, last week. Well, actually, the middle of last week, but you know it's kind of been overshadowed for lack of better lack of better term with this Super League. That there were so many articles and alerts and notifications that came out about the Super League. Like everyone had an opinion. There was everyone. there was so many think pieces about what it could be, how it would work, this, that, and the other. There was articles about they're coming to the table to talk to their current, um, <clears throat> you know, current club schedule. Like the English sides were coming to talk to the English teams. <laughs> and I was just like, "You got to be kidding me! Why was this not done before you announced this?" I just I couldn't keep up with what was coming out. I literally stopped. I was just like, "Look, I have my opinion. I'm just going to run with it." I was in favor of a super league. I don't care if we don't have it, but I just thought it would be cool if Manu was playing one of those super dope teams every every week. Manu, aren't they already com- aren't they already complaining that they play too many games? Because dudes get injured too much, or they have to rest players for like EPL matches. Yeah, but you would get paid more. Yeah. Players would have got paid more. 
But, you know, they're right. I mean, the fans that are upset and saying that they are stealing from the fans, I mean, that's what the NFL and NBA do when they keep offering these big, 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 big contracts. Like, the fans are the ones who pay for it, and they're too stupid to realize it. Classic American owners. <laughs> yeah. But, anyways, so Real Madrid uh, played Liverpool last week. Uh, was it in Real? Uh, I believe so. Anyways, yeah, so Real, uh, Liverpool fought to a resounding draw. Real advanced 3-1. Man City beat Borussia Dortmund um, 2-1. They advanced 4-2 on aggregate. Bayern beat PSG 1-0. But PSG still advances 3-3 on aggregate. PSG uh, wins on away goals. So, Real Madrid, only team to defend Champions League title. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah, so we have a, we have a note here that Real Madrid in 2015-2016, 2016-2017, and 2017-2018, when they won three in a row, are the only team to have defended the Champions League. Champions League has only been around for, what, 16 years? Uh, yeah, 92-93 was, oh, was the first year they did the Champions League. That. Yeah, so so it's pretty interesting that that you know Real has been the only team to defend it to defend their Champions League title. They did it twice. <laughs> um, if if you're going to be good, you're Ronaldo, gonna... uh, and only four teams have actually made it to the final uh, of that. You know whatever that is. So like defending their. 20, 28 years, yeah. So so have been in a spot to defend it, and the last one was the two thousand eight two thousand nine. Manchester United team. Ronaldo. <laughs> let's let's be, before we move on from soccer, let's talk about this. Let's talk on let's talk on the firing of Jose Mourinho. We didn't because. we didn't even cover the last ma- we're just going to skip Chelsea. Oh yes, yeah, the Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, we could yeah, we could talk about Chelsea. All right, before we get on to Mourinho, we'll we'll finish up with the uh UCLA legs. It's Super League's overshadowed it. We don't even care about UCLA right, right now. Uh Chelsea 2-1 right. on aggregate. So the fi- the final uh semifinals are going to be Real Madrid versus Chelsea on April 27th, which is is that this week? No, it's next week. April next tw- week. April 27th and and May 4th. May the force be with you. And Man City versus PSG on April 28th and May 5th. Cinco de Mayo. I might. Cinco de Champions League. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> let's so let's t- move on to Jose. So talking about Jose Mourinho really fast. He just got fired from Tottenham. Right? The, the things that this man has been able to do in European football is amazing. 100%. But it has been, but it has been a downward slope uh, since his time at, uh, at Real Madrid. All right, so, so listen to his career. So from 02 to 04, he was at Porto. He won six trophies and he had 65% winning percentage. From 04 to 07, he was at Chelsea. Again, six trophies, 67% win percentage. So he went up. From from 2008 to 2010, he was at Inter. Five trophies, 63% winning percentage. So a little bit of dip in winning percentage and trophies. Uh, He then went to Real Madrid from 2010 to 2013, won three trophies, uh, and a 71% win percentage he had. He won 71% and only won three trophies. Seven. 71% 71% three trophies. Then he went to Chelsea, 2013-2015. Two trophies, 59% winning percentage. Uh-oh. Sub-60. 
He then went to Manchester United, 2016 and 2018, won three trophies and 58% winning percentage. Don't remind me. He has been at Tottenham since 2019 until last week when he got fired. No trophies and a 51% winning percentage. Is this an example of someone that's failed to adapt to the modern game of football? Ah, man, that's such a blanket statement. You know it's more factors than just that, but I mean, the, the answer would have to be yes. I just, yeah, I just, I just love putting it out there like that. A, a nice, a nice talk show host. Can Jose Mourinho not coach in modern football? Yeah, that's the issue. <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna, we're gonna forget about who he's playing against, who's on his team. We'll just not acknowledge any of that. But yeah, we're going to say that. I think he. I think he got figured out. I will say that. I think that's fair to say. I think people know. Also, I mean, you look, you look at the teams, and I, I think that's a big part of it. The teams in the competition. As soon as he moved to the – really, he, he had success with Chelsea, but you look at those Chelsea teams, and they have probably an, an all-time roster of players. Stacked. <laughs> Stacked teams. When he moved to a Manchester United team that while he was there, kind of he didn't really help them out. Uh, but they were kind of going through a little bit of a rebuild too, from the from the you know the the Manchester United of the of the late two thousands and early two thousand tens to what we see now, which is kind of the young, the youth infused Manchester United, which I think will be better next year. He couldn't uh, he couldn't develop talent. No, so, and and I I I think that's evident, right? Because you look at Tottenham, and Tottenham has a g- bunch of good young players. But they're just not – he just doesn't – he can't develop players. I think that's what it comes down to. So he's not even going to – the Tottenham's not even going to qualify for Champions League. And with that comes exodus of players. So you're going to see a lot of that talent dip out. Tottenham's going to be in a rough spot for probably the next two, three years unless they can sign some young uh, unknown talent or, you know, relatively unknown. doesn't have to be truly unknown, but – yeah, he did a number on them, just like he tried doing on Man U, but we, we kind of stayed above water before we got rid of him. Thankfully. Thankfully. That's where I love. Um, let's move into the NCAA. And the NCAA is quick, pretty brief, but they they both of these news nuggets stem from recruiting. So recruiting restrictions will end – if for those of you who've been living under a rock or just had a bad few days, uh, COVID-19 was preventing in, in-house in recruit visits or at school or in person. So as of June 1st, those restrictions will be lifted and coaches can go back out on the recruiting trail to get those numbers up. To go, give, go give those recruits and their parents COVID. Bump those numbers up, as Matthew McConaughey would say. So NCAA also decided to change their transfer rule. I believe this is uh, was voted upon on the 19th of April, so that would be yesterday. They are enabling all college athletes to transfer one time as undergrads without having to sit out a season. And boy, do I have a fucking quote for you on this one. This was outrageous to read. So the NCAA stated that the student-athlete experience should mirror that of a regular student which is why it is important to have transfer freedom. Wow. They, wow. They, they 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 realize what they what they what what that connotation is when they say that. So, NCA, if you really want them to mirror 
a student experience, you should stop building them standalone $14 million practice facilities with their own weight rooms, their own dining facilities, their own, you know, completely off campus. If you want them to feel like a real student, you should force them to go to school for four years. Literal isolation chambers. <laughs> they literally have isolation chambers. You know, the salt. It's literally. The magnesium yeah. salt baths. Yeah. You, you, you are literally saying, no, you're here to play football and get ready for your career in the NFL. And 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 I I you know what I'm completely fine with that. Just like I just like I am required to go to college, just like I'm I'm really I'm I'm required to go to college if I want to have a career in the sports world, right? If if I want to be a sports agent, I can't just go and get a GED. I have to go to college and I have to go to grad school. Well, actually, right? Rich Paul, LeBron sporting sporting agent, doesn't have a college degree. Oh well, good for him. That's a whole big push that LeBron's trying to trying to make happen because LeBron didn't go to college either. Yeah. So they're doing. Well, but well, well, what I'm saying is the average is don't don't lie to us, NCAA. If you want to literally create a development program for these guys to funnel money back into your school, then quit lying to us. Quit lying to us and quit saying that this is this is you're trying to make them like a student because you're not. You're trying to make them into football players who also go to class. It's these corporate glad-handed platitudes that everyone's so used to receiving. It's like Starbucks giving out, you know, rainbow-colored flag coffee cups just to boost their sales instead of be like, "What are you actually doing for that community?" You, <laughs> you know what? You know, you know, my largest thing with Starbucks is, you know, how we can't have plastic straws anymore. Yeah, but we still drink frappes, frappes out of or frappuccinos out of a giant plastic cup. So now I have to slurp my frappuccino through this decaying wooden straw or de- decaying plastic or a decaying paper straw because I don't know if you guys I don't know if you know this Jermaine you're not a scientist but uh, actually paper starts to break up when introduced into a uh, aqueous solution. So why would you uh, want to drink with it? <laughs> I I would say if anything they should go the reverse they should give me. Uh, biodegradable cups and plastic straws. Oh my god! Could you imagine walking around just watching people's drinks spill? Oh, <laughs> uh, I actually I'm on board with this idea. That would just cheer me up every day. Yeah, <clears throat> to just see somebody like that would inc- that would encourage people to drink Starbucks drinks faster. I love how naive everyone is. They're like, "Oh, plastic straws save the turtles." It's like, what about the giant? trash monster islands floating around out there dude you know what's worse for animals it's the three of them the three giant trash plastic islands yeah they're gigantic. They're the size of texas in the pacific ocean yeah they're just gigantic and no one wants to talk about that but you know what you know what's worse is the you know the coca-cola six pack six packs cans Mm -hmm. that are tied together with those rings those are so much worse for you than the straws, but nobody's saying, well, not for you specifically, but for animals in general, but nobody's saying that. Like, why, why was straws the thing people went for? Because it's, it's, it's the easiest solution. It's that I mean, glad-handed you, platitude you, we were talking about. You, you got it. You got to you gotta compliment Starbucks PR guy and their marketing guy. They said, hey, what's an easy thing to get rid of? 
oh yeah, plastic straws. Oh, but let's make it seem like we are like we're just saving the planet. And really, they're just saving money on their bottom line because really, that's all they're doing. It, it, you know, it, instead of the, the two cents it costs to create a plastic straw, it actually actually it costs point zero five cents to produce a paper straw. Yeah, thanks, kids in Malaysia. Now you don't have to work hard creating plastic straws. No, we don't talk about child labor on this podcast. Oh, LeBron, no, LeBron right. won't allow it, dude. Right. Le- LeBron won't allow us to. All right, well let's 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 move into standing out. Let's get back into some some uh, some good news. So, pitcher for University of North Texas, Hope Trotveen, uh, threw. The reason Jermaine mentioned it earlier is because she threw a perfect perfect game. She struck out twenty one of twenty one batters she faced in her. Uh, in her pitching game. <laughs> way to, that was way, really way to end yeah. that strong, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that was not very good. Uh, this is, this is last Sunday. Uh, she is a, I, I love how I open an article and it says she's the, uh, she's the first pitcher in division one history to strike out every batter. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. No, duh, no, duh. <laughs> uh, they were playing, uh, they were playing Arkansas pine bluff. She uh, no hits, no walks. Obviously, perfect game. Twenty one Ks, incredible. That's outrageous. That she. What was the other team doing? They just stayed there on the surface, taking notes. <laughs> just... And she's she's uh she's thrown two hitters before. She's she's uh she's thrown two no hitters before in two thousand eighteen, two thousand nineteen, and Sunday was the third time she struck out twenty one batters in a game. <laughs> The third time, dude. What kind of what kind of stuff does this girl have that she just <laughs> King dudes up like or King people got, up like that? She's got Mike's secret stuff, bro. Holy cow! Callback, Space Jam one. Yeah, that is. I mean, that is bonkers. She said. Uh, <laughs> she said the uh, her poor team just had to watch me throw over and over and over again every single inning. So it might have been a little boring for them. <laughs> What a baller answer, bro. Tell us about your performance there, Hope Troutwing. How do you say that? Troutwin? Troutweenie? Yeah. Yeah, Troutweenie. No, Troutween, I guess. Yeah, Troutween. Troutween. That's a, that's so the so so the day has finally come where we don't have to cringe and watch Alex Smith play football anymore. Put him in a booth where he belongs, bro. <laughs> Jesus. Alex Smith retired from professional football, thank God. So now we don't have to. I don't have to cringe every time he gets he gets hit by Aaron Donald. Now, now we can now we can name it the Alex Smith Comeback Player of the Year award. Yeah, he, we can because he retired winning it. Brilliant move, Alex. Right, yeah. send the memo. Podcast room three hundred three official letterhead. We got to send it. I I'm actually ecstatic. I love that he was able to come back because it's just a great story. But like. At, at a certain point in time, like, come on, man. There's there's more important things than football. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Like, take you take take your millions of dollars and 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 find something find find something good to do. He got paid a lot during his career too. Yeah, a lot. Productive quarterback. What do you, do you Hall of Fame or no? No, no. Okay, no. I I think I think he gets in the Hall of Fame as like uh, as like a like an exhibit, right? <laughs> Like, look what Alex Smith has overcome, but he's not getting in. What they'll do is they'll create the comeback player wing in the Hall of Fame. 
Yeah, pro- maybe. and since it's named root- since it's named after Alex Smith. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So there's uh th- there's this guy named uh, Sean Casimir Jr. Right, I've I've yet to find if he actually has um any relation to Scott Casimir Jr. But anyway, in 2004, Sean Casimir Jr. was drafted in the fifth round of the amateur draft by the San Diego Padres. He played six years in the Padres organization to where he signed with the Mariners in 2010, signed with the Braves in 2013, and he's been playing in the Braves organization until 2021. So you ask yourself, well, why do I care about this, Nick? It's because he has not made an MOB appearance in a game since 2008 with the San Diego Padres. He made an appearance the other day at 36 years old, 12 years later with the Atlanta Braves uh, and promptly grounded into a double play. Against the Cubs. Yeah, against the Cubs. So... It's it, it's a it's a good story. I don't think he's he's not getting a lot of playing time though. So, good story uh, for Scott and a, and a, a congrats and a standing out to to Sean Casimir. Four thousand five hundred and eighty nine days, bro. Yeah, that's a, talk about the drive, dude. He he's, talk about loving baseball. That dude loves baseball more than anyone on this planet. Yeah, one hundred percent, dude. He played in one thousand one hundred six minor league games. Jesus Christ! Talk, yeah, talk, you, you have to, you have to love the game. Imagine how many people were like, Sean, don't you think it's time to give it up? They keep, they keep comparing him to Bull Durham. That's what it is, dude. That's pretty funny. That's literally what it is. It's Bull Durham. Crash Davis in the flesh, bro. That's funny. I'm trying to see if he has played any more games. I'm not really seeing any of it. He hasn't. He's only had one plate appearance this year. <laughs> God bless that man. <laughs> that's hey. What do we always say? For the love of the game, the love of the game. That's what it is. So you you went on this rant. I think about two months ago at the beginning of our our, uh, or maybe it was it was not. Maybe it was a month ago when we we're talking about Steph Curry. It was early January. And, okay, early January. We're talking about how people are basically saying, "Oh, he's washed up. Oh, he's done. He's buried. He's he's not the Steph Curry he used to be." And I think Steph Curry heard you, heard your heard your cries and your pleas. I demand an apology from the masses of morons that populate social media with their stupid talking head opinions. That's right. To all you phony balonies out there that said Steph Curry ain't got it no more. Steph Curry ain't it. Steph Curry ain't good. The only unanimous MVP in NBA history, you're gonna sit there and tell me that he doesn't have it. All right, how about how about this for doesn't have it? He has eleven straight thirty or more points, most by any player thirty three years or older. He has the longest thirty point streak for a warrior since Wilt the Stilt. Kind of a big deal. Scored 101 games uh, run in 1964. He has five 40-point games in April, topping Jordan and Bryant for most in a month, 33 or older. Uh, Yeah, we just mentioned both of those names, uh, talking about Hall of Fame. 
He has 10 three-point shots in a game six times this season, five in his last six. He has 22 career games of 10 or more three-pointers. No other player has hit double-digit threes more than five times. That's his teammate, Clay Thompson. Right now, he's currently averaging for the month of April because his streak ended started at the end of March against the Chicago Bulls where he dropped 32. He is averaging for the month of April. He missed one game due to tailbone. <laughs> That's the other thing. He's playing with a bruised tailbone. You know how painful it is to play with that? He's averaging 39.9 points, 6.6 rebounds, and 4.3 assists in 10 games in April. Here is his point totals from most recent to when the streak started. His last 11, 49, 47, 33, 42, 53, 38, 32, 41, 37, 36, and 32. So that was that was all evidence to suggest that you demand an apology because he's trash? No. He is not trash. I will I will fly to wherever you're sitting right now, sir, and I'll slap you in your face. Oh, well, that'd be fun. Dude, he has 10 threes five times in the 11 game stretch. Yeah, I, I could not name another player on the Warriors, and they're still winning games. Dude, you know what's crazy? They've only gone five and five during that stretch, during these April games. Jesus. Jesus, who is this? Bradley Peel? <laughs> Dude, five and five, five and five, and they're 29 and 29 right now. They are the definition of a 500 team. They're like the ninth seed in the West. Steph Curry, that's the one reason Steph Curry won't win MVP this year. That honor lies solely and squarely at the feet of Nikola Jokic, who, when Steph Curry just dropped 49 against the other MVP favorite, Joel Embiid, who's missed 18 games, which is the reason why he won't win it. Jokic dropped 47, 15, and 8 <laughs> without Jamal Murray. Like, come on, guys. You know that's the one guy you have to guard, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. He's like the guy, guys. All right. Yeah. See that big, tall guy? Guard him. Guard. Yeah. Really good at basketball. So I just, long story short, Steph Curry is a freaking amazing at basketball. We've never seen anything like this. Kobe Bryant's streak of games was completely different. Michael Jordan's streak of games was completely different. James Harden's streak of games was similar. It was nowhere near this, and it was nowhere near as efficient as Steph Curry is during this run right now. It is unreal to see what he's doing. He hit some dagger three-pointers yesterday against the Philadelphia 76ers that I was like, what is happening? Off balance, floating to the side, step back, shove off, pop, drill. This is all in the end of the fourth quarter. I think he had like 20 points in the fourth quarter of that game. (laughs) He had 49. That's crazy. He had 20 in the fourth. He had 29 before that. <laughs> Dude is just bananas right now. He is ridiculous. And I asked my buddies this question the other day. Who has better handles, Steph Curry or Kyrie? Oh, it's a good question. It's probably Kyrie in my opinion. I think it's Steph Curry. and I don't, I don't think it's that, that close. Really? Yeah. The thing is, everyone marvels at Steph Curry's shooting, and everyone forgets to look at his handles and his finishing at the rim. That's the reason why no one remembers that, because everyone's just like, look, he hit 10 threes again. 
nobody remembers all all his ridiculous handles dribbling through the lane and laying up. So it's you know you, you, you saw the you saw the crazy shot that he made the other day, right? Yeah, where he dribbled through the entire defense, step back behind the three, like between the out of bounds and the three, that tiny area, and just drilled it. Got fouled, just kind of threw it up in the air. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's it's not fair. It's not fair. But with that being said, uh, I expect my apology in written form. My address is let's move on to find him and cut him. Right. So uh, I want to start with the Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals new uniforms. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the video I sent you? Yeah, where they have Joe Mixon on the throne. Oh my God. You remember, this is the same thing we said about the Atlanta Falcons. You remember when we were playing those video games and you can create your own uniforms? Yeah. And it was like, do you want your stripe to like curl this way or curl that way? Or do you want your stripe to be three stripes or two stripes? Like That's exactly what this uniform is doing. The Atlanta Falcons did the same thing. The Atlanta ones are atrocious. Somehow they got yeah, away awful. with them. Somehow they got away with them and people bought them because... You know, Atlanta Fal- Falcons fans are dummy heads. But Cincinnati Bengals are so bad, and they had such an iconic, iconic look to them before. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you, you, didn't, you didn't need to, you didn't need to um, uh, color in the lines, color by the lines your jerseys, Cincinnati. They were like a, a new jersey for a new era. I'm like Joe Burrow's gonna be f- so lame to watch with these uniforms. You imagine Joe Burrow running down the field after he threw a 57 yard, and his Bengal stripes are just sprinting down. Yeah. Now I know that that's taken away. Now I have to look at black, white, and a little orange. A splat. Oh, by the way, we do have orange as one of our main colors. Ugh, I'm so sick of these new uniforms. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's pretty. That's that's really stupid. All right, so what do you, you want to do the Tottenham one, and then I'll finish it off with the uh, with old Alan Samuels. Yeah, so Tottenham Hotspurs. Oh my God, I should have wrote down. Who, oh, sponsor new new sponsor. It's a paint sponsor called Deluxe Paint, which is huge in um, the London area, right? England, Great Britain area. They signed as a new sponsor. Tottenham announces them. It's fantastic. And Deluxe immediately goes onto Twitter and starts to bury Tottenham about how bad they are and <laughs> making jokes about, yeah, at least you'd have a center back then and so on and so forth. Within, within four or five minutes of them announcing this, Deluxe is on there just burying their new team that they're sponsoring on their social media handle. That has to be like an Arsenal fan, right? Like their their social media intern had to have been like an Arsenal fan. Oh, that's brilliant. I didn't even think of that, dude. That makes so much sense. They were saying some pointed things. Here's the best part is I, I'm sure Tottenham didn't like it, but the other big six and the other the other members of the EPL as well, you know, the lesser lesser uh, you know Big wigs. The lesser squads. Yeah, the le- the ones that weren't invited to the Super League. Uh, the lesser 26, the big <laughs> six and the lesser 26. Yeah. Dude, you got to think they loved it, and they started eating up Deluxe. I bet you there was people going out like, ooh, should I paint my, should I paint my house this weekend? They bought Deluxe. Yeah. 
Man U fans bought Deluxe. Chelsea fans bought Deluxe. Arsenal, Probably, yeah. Arsenal, Arsenal has stock in Deluxe now. <laughs> yeah, yeah they've bought the company. They bought the company so that they can own Tottenham. I, or they can I, sponsor Tottenham. I just remember reading those tweets and dying of laughter. Like, they just buried them. I couldn't believe it. I was just like, yo, you are the official sponsor now. Awesome. Wonderful. <laughs> All right, go Great ahead, job. <laughs> All right, so, so Jeep, uh, Jeep uh, GM, uh, Alan Samuels, uh, basically... Uh, in Waco, Texas, the dealership there, uh, the dealership's general manager, Alan Samuels in Waco, Texas, gave uh, Butler head coach Scott Drew a customized Jeep Wrangler with basically the uh, the national championship, uh, the, the school's logo after they won the national championship. Uh, it was driven uh, in the school's championship parade through downtown uh, Waco uh, and then was given basically to the coach, Scott Drew, to use for next year. But when talking about it mr samuels uh said that drew could enjoy the jeep and quote use it to recruit pull some people out of the hood i can't and 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 basically he said it and then uh said it and then apparently on the i haven't seen the clip but apparently as soon as he said it he changed his facial expression and knew that he made a mistake. The word hadn't even come out completely yet. He was just like, get some of those kids out of the hood. Oh, he tried to get it back. Hood. No. Hoodwinked. Hoodwinked. Shit talky mushrooms. Uh, so suffice, suffice to say, Baylor is not accepting the Jeep. Oh, dude, they came out and just put a whole, like, like him and the uh, Scott Drew and the AD put together the tweet and sent it out. And I was just like, man, this man got bodied. He got bodied. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a good look for, for Alan Samuels, GM of Waco, Texas Jeep. No, it was it was definitely. I, could, I was just like, dude, what are you doing out there, bro? What are you doing about that? This is the one I wanted to talk about for Tottenham. Just not to go back, but I've. This is the one I was trying to remember, but I couldn't remember. So, so this dude David Edwards, he's like, we could store those tins of paint in the trophy room for now, as we don't seem to put anything else in there. And de- <laughs> and so Deluxe responds to him. He's like, you know this, David, and it's a photo of Tottenham's trophy cabinet. And it says unused trophy cabinet telephone zero three four 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 nine nine five thousand. It's an ad for an unused trophy cabinet. Oh. It has Tottenham's it has Tottenham's sigil painted on the cabinet, dude. Oh my god, that's that's classic. <laughs> then someone was someone said paint the dusty trophy cabinet. Uh, Deluxe responds, "Don't be silly. Surfaces should be dust free before painting." <laughs> And then the dude, some so, some twenty one year old was having the time of his life just <laughs> tweeting at people. So this dude Chris, right? Uh, he asked them, "Can the dog play center back?" So the the mascot is a big shaggy dog for Deluxe. Mm-hmm. Big looks dope, and T- Deluxe responds, "He's like he might do a better job, Chris." <laughs> Jeez. 
And that was Dulax's first, that was their first and only minute as Tottenham's sponsor. You you got to think that that dude got his pee pee smacked, right? <laughs> yes. He had a great run, but like no one at Tottenham or Dur- like senior management was happy at him doing that. The internet loved it; they were not happy. It depends. It really depends on sales. It might be they told Tottenham they took care of it, but they just told that dude <laughs> yeah. to lock it up, bro. He's now he's now he's now the the director of social media. Dude, that man deserves a raise. <laughs> That's just there. It's, they're like, I used to. They're like North North London sales aren't up, but everywhere else, it seems Arsenal fans are buying Dulux paint like it's going out of style. One hundred percent, dude. They just joined a uh, Wendy's tier. Oh yeah, dude. Wendy's, Wendy's has Wendy's has just fire. All right, well, with that being said, Nick and I are done with today's episode, episode sixty-two of Podcast Room three zero three. Don't forget to follow us on social media, Instagram, Trivia. Instagram, and Twitter at Podcast Room Three Zero Three. Wow, we almost increased our blow rate. We, it's so funny. We almost didn't even ask the question at the beginning. <laughs> almost not yet because we got so angry about Jake. <laughs> Bunch of old heads. Uh, what states have not produced an NFL quarterback? That's the question we asked you at the beginning of the podcast, and. Um, I guess we should have given you this hint at the beginning, but we didn't. So it was actually seven states. So you needed to guess seven. (laughs) Uh, Vermont, West Virginia, Wyoming, Alaska, Rhode Island, Delaware, and Maine. When you actually think about it, like their population per capita, does that really surprise you? So so a couple of them them surprised me. The... uh, obviously not Rhode Island, Alaska, but West Virginia hasn't produced a quarterback. I guess I'm thinking, I'm thinking of quarterbacks that came out of there and like Delaware and Delaware, West Virginia and Delaware is a little surprising, but that's only, I think in my mind because I, I associate Pat white with West Virginia and Joe Flacco with Delaware. Right. But they aren't, they went to college there. (laughs) Yeah. They went to college at that, that school. I could see that. I could see that. Dude, Pat White was Mr. West Virginia for me. Yeah. He was their That's right. He was their last great quarterback, right? No, they just had what's didn't they just have um Will Greer. Will Greer, thank you. Isn't he on your team? Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> to call him a great quarterback is a little bit of a stretch, I'd say. He was good in college, dude. He put up he put well, he put up big twelve numbers. I don't know what that really yeah. says. Exactly. I just, I, but like Jermaine said, I'm going to keep going. No, I thought it was crazy that it was seven teams. But no, that's all, that, that's yeah. all I had to get. Like Jermaine said, thanks for tuning in episode 62. Remember to throw us a follow. Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Room 203. And uh, you got anything else? You got any closing remarks, Jermaine? Check out UFC 261 this weekend. Masvidal Usman 2. Uh, Zili uh, Namajunas and Shevchenko Andrade. And Wailing Zhang and yeah Zhang Nama Yunus. I think I said Zing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Zing Zhang. Yeah. Wait, Wei Li. I always say Wei Li because it's way easier. Wei Li, Wei Li. Yep. Well, tune in. We'll see you at episode sixty-three. Enthusiastic astronaut out. Hey everybody, have you ever watched a game and said to your buddies, "I knew insert player name here was going to do that." Alas, the sports gods have delivered us a solution, the Thrive Fantasy app. 
Thrive is a -a one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app specifically for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about top-tier athletes in the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, or esports. For the NFL, you choose 10 out of 20 player prop options, and yes, even Falcons players are available. For fans of the NBA, MLB, or PGA and esports events, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options to complete your lineup. Thrive even offers new contests daily for each PGA event, meaning if your golfer doesn't make the cut, you'll still have a chance to win big. By this time, you should be asking, but Nick, how do I make money? Well, each prop has an associated over or under fantasy point total based on its likelihood to occur. But beware, the more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. By racking up the most points, you win the prize pool. And since launching in 2018, Thrive has paid out more than $1.3 million in prizes. So what are you waiting for? Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Yes, that's $20. And also, code ROOM303. Download Thrive Fantasy and prop up today. Not all states qualify.